Yo, gang, this is Don Hall. Um, ordinarily, you'd get a little snippet, but I want to announce that uh, this podcast was recorded the night before uh, David Himmel and Katie Himmel introduced to the world Jacob Alexander Himmel, born at 7.54 p.m. on July 29th, 9 pounds, 10 ounces, 20 inches. I don't know why we, we do that. Nine pounds, ten ounces, twenty inches. I mean, it's just like, hey, look at my baby. It, it's as big as forty Big Macs. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, we now have a Harry, and we now have a Jake. And I think probably, uh, you know, Harry and Jake sounds sort of like like a nineteen seventies, you know, buddy cop film. I don't know. But uh, congratulations to the Himmels. And we now have a whole bunch of new dad, secondary new dad, conversations to have here on the ApeCast. Enjoy the ApeCast. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate ApeCast. uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> when someone says to you, put positive energy out there. Like, you know, you're you're leaving Las Vegas, you're looking for, you know, new gigs as you, you know, head to Wichita and then maybe eventually Denver. Um, what is your thinking on positive energy Putting positive energy out in the world versus negative energy. You know, I think that's an interesting question. Um, I think. See, that's the thing is, I'm not sure if uh, some people. I would. I would classify the energy that I bring into the room as positive. Um, but I know. I know a number of people that would say that that while it is a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. It's it's not necessarily positive energy. It's just the presence of raw energy. Just raw you know, energy. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's positive energy. Some people might take that as negative. I, I mean, I know uh, there's a, a woman that I worked with at the casino, and she was a lovely woman, but she was sort of Mary Sunshine. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so she had a lot of energy, but it was so overwhelmingly positive, it felt false. Mm-hmm. Especially given that we were in a, a fucking truck stop casino, right? <laughs> with people, people, you know, like the most degenerate bunch of fuckers, and you're ever going to well, be. And just think about where she would be if she was putting out negative energy. Think of the kind of fucking dirt trap she'd well, be in. There was plenty then. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of negative energy, but no, I think, I think, I definitely think there's. I don't know if there's a positive energy or a negative energy. I think it's how you, it, it, the frame of mind of the receiver. Yeah. Of like course. if I walk into yeah. a room, I'm generally, even when I'm in a bad mood, I, I still exude a lot of energy. Um, you know, like I always say is, you know, even, even at 50% energy wise, I'm still about 150 higher than most people. Yeah. And I'm, um, I, I'm similar in that. Um, yeah, you know, exactly. I, I've been told yeah, you're, you're... by, <laughs> Enough people. Um, I specifically remember the first time I was told this uh, by a girlfriend, a soon-to-be ex-girlfriend. I was during a breakup, and I was on the phone with her, like, you know, begging for her not to leave. 
And she, was, she said, ah, David, you're just too much, which cut oh, deep. Yeah. So it's kind of like when I hear that, I'm just like, ah, oh, Fox, I'm going to get dumped again. You know, like that's, it's like the PTSD. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so the other morning I, um, I come upstairs to my office down here in the basement and Stacy, my wife, Stacy was on the okay, couch. Okay, so it's Stacy. Yeah. It's Stacy. Okay. Got it. Got it. Super the pregnant. The not your wife that you live with, Stacy. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, oh, and Stacy's pregnant too. Yeah. It's wow. a, it's a really hormonal house right now. Uh, and She's watching MSNBC. This is like 10 in the morning. She's watching MSNBC and there's some, you know, talking head. I don't remember if it was the the anchor or whoever, but somebody running their mouth. Random pundit. Yeah. And they're talking about Trump and I don't know, the DOJ's investigate, whatever. They're just Trump talk because Trump's in the news. They should be talking about him. I get it fine. And I, sure. I come upstairs and I... I don't remember what I said, but I it was mocking the blowhardiness of the MSNBC anchor, which is nothing new. We've talked about this on the show. I've written about it. Mm-hmm. Cable news, I don't care which one it is, they drive me insane. And I so I made some joke, just some off off the cuff, you know, meaning n- meaning nothing joke. And Stacy looked at me. She's like, "You are too much negative energy for me right now." It's you're, you're just so negative. You're always bringing me down. And my thought was, I'm not the negative energy. The negative energy was in the room before I got here, which was MSNBC running their mouth off about Trump and what a horrible thing. He, like, that's the neg. It's because Trump, I know for her, is negative. So me making some joke is not the negative energy that she should be focused on. I just... It's, it's it's not me. It's your stupid television show. Well, I also would argue. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree with you uh, that the, the negative energy was coming from. I, I I agree with you on two levels. The pundits on cable TV. I mean, how many times can you try to sound like Walter Cronkite when you've said the same thing four hundred times? Are they even and trying to sound like Walter news. Cronkite? Yeah, and now in the news, I'm going to say things very ponderous and with great import. Donald Trump stubbed his toe and realized that his penis was the size of a quarter. (laughs) I mean, you know, what the fuck? It's like, this isn't, first of all, it's news, but if you say it like really, and this in the latest headlines, I'm shitting my pants at this very moment. And then the Chiron on the bottom says... Anchor, anchor shits shits himself on yeah. news. You know, it's like come it's just, on. If you don't want it's negative stupid. energy because you're trying to bring a baby into a positive don't watch world, the fucking news. don't watch the fucking yeah. news because that's just it's. You know, I'm not gonna be one of those people. It's like, oh, I don't like negative things in my life, so I don't watch the news. Like, because then you're an idiot. You know, then you're just an uninformed rube. But I, it's just this negative positive energy, and you know, I've I've thought about it. I mean, there's times when I'm like, all right, I need to change my attitude. Like when I was in college, my freshman year in college, I was miserable my first semester of freshman year. Um, pretty miserable the second semester. Third semester, beginning of my sophomore year, I was still pretty miserable. And then I got halfway through that and I was like, all right, look, I'm tired of feeling like shit. I'm tired of being bummed out. I'm like, oh, this place sucks. I should transfer. And I just, I changed my mindset. I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to try new things. I'm going to move beyond my comfort zone and see what happens. 
And I did that. And I ended up loving college. I ended up living in Las Vegas for another eight years, whatever it was. So there is that, like, that mindset, yeah, well, you, you know. That is, that is, I mean, if there's anything I can say that I do, is it's that, that's where my optimism probably is most strong, is that I, I have the ability to reframe yeah. just about anything to find that glass half full. Now, what I would say is when it comes to you and Katie is uh, Katie. Uh, my ex-wife, uh, Stacy, my my ex wife, um, who shall remain nameless. Um, uh, she, <laughs> who, she, Heidi Fleiss. She, yes, there you go. She she uh, she uh, bordered on uh, nihilism a lot of the time. She had a very nihilistic perspective on life, uh, and I wouldn't even say it was cynical. I would say it was nihilistic. And uh, it didn't always happen, but that was one of the things that we talked about is, is that her role with previous relationships that she constantly harped about was that those men were just low. They were just negative. They were, and, and she was put in a position to have to boost them up, yeah. which was very difficult for her because she's already kind of nihilistic anyway. And and in our relationship, my it was obvious that my job was to provide the light in the goddamn room because, yeah. well, fuck, everything was terrible, and I'm so miserable, and why can't I have what I want, and I'm gonna go get what I want anyway. But I'll lie to you about it anyway. Yeah. I you know I yeah. But uh, but you and that's what I think. What I know about Katie is a little more upbeat in general as a person, and I don't think she travels that razor's edge between nihilism and pessimism you routinely and i don't think you're a nihilistic person but i've seen you go to that place oh yeah again yeah i mean i make i make a visit i make a stop you know pick pick up a few yeah yeah you know gas station sandwiches yeah yeah yeah. every like every every month or so so perhaps it's not that you were bringing negative energy into the room at that moment i'm just a negative person she well, no, it's that she was, she, it's, the, and that, that's marriage is at a certain point, it doesn't matter what you're doing in the moment. It's what you did six moments ago. Right. And, 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 and it, you know what I mean? And it starts to kind of build up. So maybe that was her reaction. And give, given that Stacy is, you know, fat with child yeah. and full of hormonal soup and angry about it, but gleeful and you know all this fucking conflicting emotions perhaps uh your presence it wasn't that you were negative it was just you were you that's just it yeah that's that's a good point because i I remember you know in other relationships and even with uh with katie it's when i get to that that negative place where i just kind of want to mope and everything's terrible i don't want to be around people like i I will remove myself from social situations because nobody wants to be around miserable David, who's maybe I'm funny in my darkness, but usually I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck off. I don't I fucking do. care. Everything I is like, stupid. I, I, yeah. I think you're hysterical, cause, but that's because I don't live with you. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I'm not your spouse. I don't live with you. I don't have to confront. I mean, and that was, you know, that's the, the joke that uh, Heidi and I made all the time was that she 
was a cat and I'm a dog. And when you think about the mm -hmm. fundamentals of what a dog and a cat are, a cat doesn't give a fuck yeah. whether you live or die. Are you providing for the cat? Is there food? If not, fuck you. I'm going to go find food someplace else. I don't give a shit about anybody. And if I were the size of you, I would eat you alive because I'm a fucking predator. That, that, that's what a cat is. Dogs fundamentally have been bred to be so goddamn excited when you enter the room. It doesn't matter if you were gone 30 seconds or five days. They're just as excited and thrilled that you're back. Dude, every time I come home. unconditional love, yeah. Every time I come home with Harry, like from school, you know, and we walk in the door, Sammy, who is now, you know, I need to weigh him, but he's 60-something pounds. Yeah. He probably outweighs Harry at this point. And he's, he's just, he's big. He's a lot of dog. But he's so excited to see us, and he's like the size of Harry. And so he doesn't jump on him, but he's just so big and doesn't understand how to use his weight. So he just, like, throws himself against us, which, like, always slams Harry into the wall. So I have to come in and play. It's like I'm a linebacker. Is that the right position? Or defensive lineman? Like, I have to, like, I, I don't get know, in front I don't of know him the sports. with my shoulder down and, you know, like, keep the dog yeah. off of him. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's funny. And, and I think that's I think that's probably, you know, it, it, and I don't think uh, you are as much a cat as Heidi was. And Katie's not as much, a, or Stacy's not as much a dog as I am. But I still think that comes to play in sort of your general side. I, I actually don't think it was that you were being negative. You were probably just being funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm making fun of the thing that I always make fun of, exactly. which is the way that Ex they politicize the news. And the yeah. hackery that happens on the midday shift of a cable news network, you know, yep. come on. Like, I, uh, I just, and also, I'm so why are you sick. watching MSNBC ever, ever? Why are you watching MSNBC? Well, why do you Might think well be watching fucking the, the why do you daily think she caller, watches it? you know, because it's so she can confirm her bias. It's an echo chamber. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I, I mean I'm just so like. You know, my my TV news go-to, which I don't watch that much of it, is uh, PBS NewsHour. Or or NPR, you know, but like, but for TV news, See, PBS NewsHour. At this point, but at even this then, point, I I'm can't even so, listen to NPR. I'm if so I hear over the news. Fucking, yeah. I'm, I don't... Yeah, if I hear one more non-binary indigenous woman who wrote a recipe book interview, I, I, I'm going to cut my eyes out I, I, there's not i mean just give me some fucking news man that's all i want is i just want to know what's going on in the world that's why i listen to news god bless you uh you know uh you know trans woman playwright who wrote a play about you know becoming a trans woman and it's now you know off broadway thank you i'm glad i don't need that interview i just want to know what the fuck is going on in the world thank you i'm just sick of hearing about donald trump and about well, yeah, all I'm these totally things that are going to happen to him that aren't going to happen. Like, I just don't think that he's ever going to see the inside of a jail cell. I don't think he's ever going to be convicted of anything. Um, and I'm just tired of he Like, go. I just want him to go away so badly. And I know he's not. But I'm just, I'm just tired of hearing about it. I'm so, We're so well, I'm tired of all so of the, now the politicization up. of all of it. Like, well, I just it's don't all of this, care. <laughs> all of this partisan bickering is, is it's based so much on emotion and while I, mean, I, I care understand... about the things that matter though like i care about things that affect my life yeah. i don't but i don't care about the yeah. the politicization 
of the yeah. news. That's the kind of shit yeah. that I cannot stomach anymore. Yeah, while while I recognize uh, logic and rationality and being on time and looking at data are signs of both the patriarchy and white supremacy, I still find them to be much more helpful in society. <laughs> Why are those signs of white supremacy and patriarchy? You really haven't been reading any of the fucking news because, uh, hell, they just came up. There was there was a, a poll. I mean, it, 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 that's just it. Is everybody's trying to kind of? I, I what was I? I, I heard. Uh, um, oh, there was a this. I heard this just today. Uh, a woman, some like director of wellness at some university was very upset that Joe Biden got COVID and yet still worked while he had COVID oh, because, because, because the ethic of working while you're sick, and she said this, was a white supremacist perspective. Like the working premise when of you're working sick. when you're sick is a capitalist perspective, which okay, well, yes. is that white supremacy? I've, well, that's the I thing. It's they, they wear they wear a certain pair of glasses, yeah. and those glasses tell you that if there's anything that's not exactly right, well, then that is either the patriarchy, which I still think sounds like a metal band from the '80s, or white supremacy. Now, the thing about it is, and I understand, I understand why you're frustrated if you can't, if if if. If you don't have a job or you don't have the work ethic to get a job, I understand why having a job and wanting to keep it and working while you're sick might seem like a racist thing. No, actually, I don't understand it at all. I think that's the silliest fucking thing I ever heard. In fact, just a, just the other day, I, I was sitting sitting and thinking about this, and I'm, I'm curious. Have you ever participated in a Gallup poll or a, or a Pew poll? Like these nation... Not like yeah. a, an online Twitter poll, but like... One of these nationwide polls, because all these polls is like, oh, well, 75% of Americans think this or that and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Have you ever done that? No. Well, I realized no. that I had never, not only had I never been involved in a poll, and I read these fucking polls like, like it was and going for the, Like, I've never, been, I've never been asked. Like, it's never, it's not that I've been, yeah, exactly. Gallup, this I've is never, Gallup calling, and I'm like, no, no, I don't have time for no, you. It's, I've yeah. never, I've never been asked. I've never gotten a, an email. And so, I, when I realized that, and then I started thinking, it's like, I don't think I know anyone who's been a part of these polls. So, who the fuck are these people? I Americans. mean, who are these people that, well, I, yeah, exactly. And so, I was sitting at the pool one of the rare days where I was like, all right, I'm just going to spray myself with some fucking uh, greasy shit and then just lay out there and read some Chuck Klosterman and get a little sun and hop in a pool. And there were about seven or eight adults and a bunch of kids. And I couldn't get it out of my head. And so I looked over at this fucking burly, you know, bro. Yeah. And I went, hey, dude. And he said, what? I said, have you ever done a, one of those Gallup polls? <laughs> and at first he was like, what the fuck, fuck are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> he was like, no. And then I couldn't, I, I just kind of got seized. So I walked around the pool and asked every <laughs> single adult, have you ever done like a Gallup or a Pew poll? Has anybody ever called you and made you part of one of these polls? Nobody. And so I read a little bit and got a little sun, jumped in the pool. And I came home. And then the next day I went, fuck this. Literate ape is as absolutely legitimate as any one of these motherfucking national <laughs> institutes. We are a digital magazine of, of merit and so I got dressed, put on a tie, nice shoes, vest, 
got a clipboard and oh walked two blocks to the 7-Eleven, to the 7-Eleven just around our, just down from our place, my place, my place. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and I did my own poll. And, uh, okay. and, and, and I, and, and, and I had some very interesting, uh, there were some very interesting things. Okay. So according to my polling. Well, hang on. How did you introduce yourself to these people? I was in a tie and I had a clipboard. I said, hi, would you like to participate in a literate ape uh, <laughs> poll? And, and almost everybody, I, I said, I only have one question for you. And I'm just, I'm just taking a poll. And to every single person I asked said, sure. And I asked each one of them one question. All right, so here's what I discovered. You remember what I discovered? Yeah. According to recent polling... Oh, well, let me put on the... I'm going to do the, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Do the news voice. Yeah. 66% of Americans believe that President Biden is failing. 50% of Americans believe that trans issues are being exaggerated. 100% of Americans believe that New York pizza is the best pizza. 100% of Americans, wow. 100%. 33% of Americans believe that diversity in the workplace is important. And 40% of Americans believe that reading comprehension is overrated. <laughs> now, I want to, I want, I, yeah, those are the, I wonder those what are the that results. Number, I wonder what that percentage would have been if it was an online poll. Okay, so um, here's how it worked out. Um, I uh, basically I went and I uh, I, I asked uh, what was it? It was uh, I received polling data from 18 Americans currently either living in or visiting <laughs> Las Vegas, Nevada. The demographics covered uh, included 23 to 34 years of old age, 35 to 54, 55 to 67, white African American, Hispanic American. And there's this homeless guy that sort of looked like an emaciated Kid Rock. Oh. And I don't know what his age or ethnicity was, but whatever that was. It was 10 women, 8 men. So 66% of Americans believe that Biden is failing. I asked three people, how's Joe Biden doing as president so far? <laughs> and two of them said one version of he sucks or he's fucking it up, which is failing. Okay. And one said, I think he's doing fine. 50% of Americans believe that trans issues are being exaggerated. I asked two people, trans, trans issues, mountain or molehill? One said mountain, the other said molehill, done. Okay. 100% of Americans believe that New York pizza is the best pizza. Kid Rock answered affirmatively to the question, <laughs> is New York pizza the best? I don't actually think he knew the difference between a New York slice or any other kind of pizza, or if he actually understood the question, but that's what he said. So that's, that's what America's what saying. That's what America's saying. 33% of Americans believe that diversity in the workplace is important. Three people, black, white, Hispanic, were asked. Only the white woman thought diversity was important. And 40, <laughs> I'm telling the truth. I'm not making this shit up. 40% of Americans believe that reading comprehension is overrated. 10 people. This is the biggest of the poll questions. Yeah. I asked 10 different people. Six of them thought reading comprehension was either fine, a good thing, or yeah, it's okay. And four hated reading. Yeah. And four hated reading, had not read a book in years, and prefers social media. And so oh, 40% Lord. believe that. Re and, and, and that was, I, you know, I was really fascinated. So, wait, the people I, that I, prefer social media, 
the the segment of America that prefers social media forty percent th- believe to reading <coughs> believe that reading comprehension is overrated. So yes. when they're comprehending whatever they're reading on social media, that's just I mean, there's so much to this was a, not a debate. This that was is a, not a that debate. That is a rat king of of now the. The difference Idiocy. between my polling and, say, the Gallup polls or the Pew polls is that, uh, I mean, you could actually, and I, and the thing is, this is what kind of a fucking nerd-ass piece of shit I am. I actually do, when I read poll results, go in and I read the methodology. I, I want to know what was the question being asked, because you can ask questions that skew things a certain way. Right. I mean, Kid Rock, if I'd have given him options, right, right, is New York pizza better than Chicago pizza? At least he would. All I said is New York pizza the best. He went, yeah. I went, okay. That's the answer to the question. Polling has been done. Um, you know, and, and, and it just makes me laugh so hard that so much of our politics is is run by information that is so heavily skewed to make the point you're trying to make. Um, it, do you remember, and I mean, you, neither one of us was alive, but I've seen those and I was some, in the fifties, they would have those magazine articles about four out of five doctors recommend camel cigarettes yeah. because they're good for your T-zone, right. tongue, teeth, and throat. And I was like, you got to fucking, what, what the hell is that? Which four out of five doctors did they find? Cause they had to find yeah. four that said, yeah, I smoke camels. And yeah. then something about a T zone. What a load of shit! And, and that's <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm increasingly skeptical of anything I see on any kind of news outlet because it's all so fucking skewed. Yeah, I'm glad you did that that research. That is that is important to know. Um, I wonder though if we'd actually asked the real Kid Rock his favorite pizza, if he would have said no, New York is is fine and all, but Detroit style is where it's at. And now, Warsack of the News. Sesame Place, accused of racism after mom posts video of Rosita character denying black daughters hug at parade. Okay. Sesame Place? Yeah, it's a place, I think, uh, let me let me look it up. I think it's in Florida, but it is, it's sort of a, it's Philadelphia. Philadelphia's Sesame Place. Um, it's, a, it's a theme park with all Sesame Street characters. Oh. And apparently Rosita, Rosita looks a bit like uh, Elmo, but is sort of like a teal color. Oh, I, I know Rosita, yeah. I know Rosita yeah, okay, well. Okay, there you go. And, and apparently Accused what of they racism was, because she wouldn't hug two little black girls at a parade? Yeah, these two little black girls, the parade's going by. Here comes Rosita. There's two little black girls. They're very excited to see Rosita. Which is weird because Rosita is the most annoying character. Fair enough. And Rosita, because it's a parade, kind of... And and you got to understand, Rosita... Now, granted, that's the actor's job, but the Rosita character is a good five feet taller than these two kids. Sure. And just, just walks by them. I mean, doesn't like flip them off, doesn't look at them and throw out the N word. Yeah. There was no like tiny little flaming cross. It was just <laughs> Rosita walked by him and this woman got a video of it, was so offended and decided that it was racism. So I'm curious what your thoughts on it, on that. Um, I have worn those costumes. I've been a mascot, several different kinds of mascots before. And the visibility in those things is shit. At best. 
So if if during a parade where you're trying not to trip over your own gigantic monster feet and keep up with the parade, if you happen to overlook uh, two three-foot-tall black girls because, you know, your mask is sticking out in front of your own eyes. No, it's, it's not racism. Uh, it's probably, it, well, it's it probably the patriarchy, but I'm sure it's not racism. Well, does, does it help you to understand, maybe, maybe to understand a little better, that the woman had named both her children Emmett Till? Well, that changes everything now, doesn't it? <laughs> Number two, mention Jesus Christ, Don. astonishing <laughs> climate deal. That's a horrible... <laughs> that that is negative energy, bro. As <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't know if it's negative. For me, it was very positive. Some people are going to oh interpret that God. as a negative thing. That is just uh, the ludicrousness of the lens of constant racism calls. God. Is uh, yeah. it, I mean, there are things that are racist, like killing Emmett Till. And then there are things that are not like overlooking two black girls at a fucking Sesame Street parade. However you want to play the game. And it wasn't even like the Rose. It was, was it like the person playing the Rose, wearing the Rosita costume in the parade is racist or Rosita, the character. Not clear. Wow. Great. Totally unclear, you know, but I'm sure if she made enough noise, those two little girls got a lifetime, a lifetime pass to Sesame Place. Wow. And maybe like a couple of big Slurpees. I don't know. Mm. Number two, Mention and Schumer's astonishing climate deal. So I have. Have you read about this? I have not read about it. I've I've heard the news that Mansion finally came around to some kind of deal, but I don't I don't know exactly what goes into it. Um, it's 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 pretty remarkable. It uh, you know it's well, it, it it is an actual it is an actual it's not everything that the that that the progressives wanted but i mean it's 388 389 billion dollars um the most money ever put to combat climate change it's uh a lot of tax subsidies the 7500 tax credit when you buy uh, an electric car i mean it's 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 actually a goddamn good bill i just wonder why it took so long and mansion was being such a putz about it for so long uh, i mean i understand why you know he's from west virginia and that's coal country. Um, yeah. You know, but it just, it, it all feels like theater. It just feels like theater to me. So, I mean, good. Let's, sit, let's prevent the planet from melting into a, a, a puddle of shit for another six months, if that's what this gets us, because we burn so much time, you know, not doing anything about it. I don't know. It, Mansion's just, I just feel like Mansion's just a peacock being difficult to be difficult because his he's a politician he's a politician yeah yeah Yeah. number three the horrors of no news facebook i just want to give you a little background in february 2021 facebook abruptly wiped all of the news from its platform in australia because australia said you got to get rid of it well, this incident inspired a journalistic journalism professor named jean hughes roy at the University of Quebec in Montreal <laughs> to conduct an experiment. He basically went through and, and, and stripped Facebook in Australia or in uh, Canada of all of its news. 
And what he found was it was the most horrifying bunch of kittens, Jesus and Bible quotes and <laughs> misinformation he had ever seen. That's the that's the item. I mean, that doesn't surprise me one bit because it's Facebook. It's a cesspool of shit <laughs> and idiocy. And I'm surprised that there's still room for kittens with all the the Jesus shit that's out there. Like, yeah, the, the Jesus and the uh, Blue Lives Matter crap. Um, that's a lot of the stuff I was seeing before I, I got off of it. Um, yeah. So, okay, so take the news off of it. Get your news from a normal place, like, uh, you know, a MSNBC. newspaper. <laughs> yeah, is it right? <laughs> or a poll. Or a poll. Or a poll. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. It's official. Andrew Yang launches the forward party, a third party with that includes both Democrats and Republicans who are disgusted with the current regime. I think it's great. I think, uh, no, first of all, I am anti-political parties. I do not subscribe to either one. I never have. Um, I, I don't give money, you know, to either party. Um, I'm, I'm Washingtonian in, in, in that way, in, you know, because Washington yeah. warned us about political parties. Uh, that said... I am thrilled that there is a third party coming to play. Like there was the Green Party for maybe that's still around, but now, like Green Party's still around, Libertarian Party is still around. Yeah, I mean, there are tons but like, of parties. It feels like this forward Yang party got real momentum. There's it feels like there's more momentum and there's actual tread on the tires that it's really going to get somewhere. Um, you know, Yang was a likable dude. He's got a he's got money, right? And if he's pulling he people from what, both sides, and he's smart. And he's smart. Yeah. Um, you know, for everything, all the good things about Nader, he's just, he wasn't an engaging leader, which is why I think the Green well, Party was, never really big, got hold, took hold. Well, the big problem with the, big problem with the Green Party is that they had one, it was, it, it was sort of like the anti-abortion party. I mean, it's just a one-issue yeah. party. Yeah. And that, that does not really, and, and what Andrew Yang's forward party, it, because I've read, let's put it this way, um, I'm moving to Kansas and uh, I'm moving in September, and if they don't have anyone in the forward party running for any office in November, I'm going to put my hat in the ring as a forward party candidate because I love Andrew Yang. I like he's smart. He's he has really good ideas. I don't agree with all of them, but most of them I really do. He understands the economy. He understands some of the cultural issues we're going through, and he's he's. He's an in, it's an independent it's sort of like a party for independence yeah. in a land where both political parties that we've had have gone fucking off the rails. Yeah. No, I think I think it's great. Um I actually should read up on that because I think I yeah, mean that, that that's, that's I, a I, huge that could be a huge cultural shift for us. I mean if if we really get in there and we can do more than Nader or Ross Perot, which is just to you know, screw things up for one of the other just, big yeah, parties, so the other idiot party spoiler. wins or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. Go Yang, go Yang, go. I like Yang. Number five, the Justice Department is officially investigating. I don't fucking care. Donald Trump's actions up. in the January six criminal probe. So they're actually investigating a former president for the first time in the history of the country. Oh. 
God. What do you What do you think about this? Other than I don't give a shit, you nihilist motherfucker. I, don't be so negative, David. David, I'm sorry, you're right. David, right. get off the podcast. You're so negative. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll just be over here killing myself. <laughs> Take away all this negative energy from you. Uh, I mean. <sighs> Perhaps it goes without saying, and here I'm about to say it. I'm not an attorney. Never worked, <laughs> never worked for the Department of Justice. I don't know all of the intricacies that go into investigating a former president and what's going on with, you know, the J6, everything. Like, But it seems to me pretty obvious on January 6, 2021, that Trump did some, some wrong stuff. Um, you think? Yeah. Yeah, and why is it taking this long to begin investigating? It's not like, okay, after a year and a half of investigation, we're going to, we're pressing charges. We're bringing charges, you know, I, I like, what are they doing? I just don't understand what they're doing with this guy. Like, I think that, I think substantially one of the things that most people seem to forget, and this is, this is what I think is, is is that most of our uh, heads of DOJ, our, our, what are they called? Attorney General of the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the best ones, and I have actually done a little digging on this, if you look at some of the ones that were the most effective. The best AGs. Yeah. That's a, yeah. They were, in part, they were, they were either prosecutors or they were part of law enforcement before they rose to that p- position. And the thing about it is... Or they were Bobby Kennedy. Or they were Bobby Kennedy. (laughs) Um, Merrick Garland is a judge. Yeah. And judges are about really taking their time. He was nominated for the Supreme Court. That's, I mean, they're not, they're not like, judges want to get all, they're more lawyers than lawyers are. Sure. They want to get everything right. Well, good judges are. Well, good judges good are, judges. and I think Merrick Garland, and, and from everything I've read about Merrick Garland, he was yeah. a very, very good judge. Yeah. I do not think he has that killer instinct that a good AG is going to have, so I think that's probably why he's taking so long, is he wants to make sure that it's a cut-and-dry case, and this is there's nothing about this that's cut-and-dry. There's so much emotional subjectivity to this whole thing that he wants to, if he if he's going to if he's going to go after a, a former president and one who is probably going to run while he's going to be running for president in 2024 while he's investigating him i think he wants to make sure he gets this shit right and so and you know, I, 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 appreciate I i i get that, that. Yeah. i'm frustrated that it's taken so long too but i would rather him fucking slam dunk it than robert mueller it yeah Yes. Okay. I, I, I will. I will agree with that. I just. I. I don't think that anything's going to happen to this guy. I really. I don't either. I really. I really. Really don't. And I. He's just. I mean, Donald Trump is. Is he some kind of a genius or a magician or something? But he is fucking Teflon, man. You know. Well, you know. I mean, it, it's interesting to me because I was thinking. About, I, I. I got into a weird. Because you know how much I love my fucking reality TV, right? Yeah. You know that. And uh, I I was you know, I was missing Survivor because it only comes about twice a year. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch something that's got that kind of vibe to it. And I landed on, I didn't realize until much later, I landed on the challenge. 
and it's on Paramount Plus, and it's, I don't know if you follow BMX, but it's TJ Lavin, who is a big BMX, like, he was a, like a BMX legend, you know? Wait, like if I Tony follow Hawk. BMX biking? Yeah, like, if you'd ever, if you knew anything, well, it's like, you know who Tony Hawk is, right? Yeah. And what I, does he do? Roller skater. He's a skateboarder. Anyway, what I don't understand. TJ Lavin. TJ Lavin is a big BMX guy. He's like a legendary. He's like the Tony Hawk of BMX. Anyway, he's the host, and it's sort of like you know, it's got that survivor mix. The chal- the the actual like challenges are fucking brutal. They climbed up the the final. They all you know winnowed down until this. But the final like ch- challenge in one of the episodes, they climbed. They they had to go through like a mile and a half of kayaking and then running up 14 miles and solving puzzles and at the end climbing a 14,000 foot mountain. I mean, they're not fucking around. This shit is dangerous. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get into this. Well, one of the best characters, well, and, and what I found out later is these are, it started off as the real world meets road rules. That's what the challenge was. Okay. So now I understand why. Because basically it's a bunch of 20 to 30, I'm going to say probably 35-year-old people living in a fucking house, drinking free alcohol, acting like assholes, and then competing in these really cool challenges. And there was one character named Johnny Bananas. (laughs) And he's, he's an Italian guy, and that's they all call him Bananas. And so he's the most winning. He's won more of these fucking climb up a goddamn 14,000 foot mountain kind of challenges than anybody has. Anybody, right? Yeah. One of very popular. Well, I, and it, it, it really bugged me because I was watching. He, he ended up getting in. They, they, they do like themes. And one season, I don't remember, I think it was season 28 or 29, but they, they did rivals where people that had done them wrong in the competition in the past repaired as a team right <laughs> so he he gets this woman sarah rice and she is she you were talking about the positive energy yeah she is the most fucking she what i loved about her was everybody's like oh my god these fucking challenges oh my god you mean we have to spin 400 feet in the air and if we don't get something right we fall 400 feet into a water oh my god she every like time she heard of it oh exactly that, that was her reaction. Every challenge, no matter how fucking daunting or ridiculous or dangerous, she was like, oh, God, I love this. I loved her. She was so enthusiastic. So they'd had a bad, they'd had a bad, uh, bad blood earlier. They're paired up. And over the course of the season, it becomes obvious that they've really kind of mended their fences. They've become friends. They are a power team because they're both so... Everything he's good at, she's not. Everything she's good at, he's not good at. Mm-hmm. But they just... They're just such a good team. And they throw a twist in the big final, let's climb the fucking mountain and kayak and 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 fucking eat pig guts and all kinds of wacky shit they had to do. Yeah. The, the challenge was that it was both a team thing and an individual team thing. And at the end of it, each team was going to be told, this: you won, and one of you gets to decide whether or not you're keeping it all or splitting it. Huh. And they won the $275,000. Yeah. And he kept the fucking money. 
He what? totally jacked her. I know, Come and I watched on. it. But what I would, what I would, and, and I and I thought about this because then I watched the after show. I mean, really, it, it shouldn't bother me. Who gives a fuck? This is filler TV. But it really kind of got up under my fucking skin. Is it, it was this complete lack of remorse. This complete, I don't give a fuck about this person. Wow. Uh, you know, and I thought about this, and I think that going back to Donald Trump, because I thought about this, and I realized that's why Donald Trump, number one, gets away with it, and why some people love him for it, is that he simply has zero remorse for his actions. He does this thing, these terrible things, and when you call him on it, his reaction is, fuck you, you would have done the same thing. I mean, it... And it's because that was Johnny Banana's thing is like, hey, if you were in the same position, you'd have kept the money. And people were like, you're fucking nuts. That's totally immoral. That's a terrible thing to do to somebody. Yeah. And I've stopped watching the show because uh, I watched a couple of seasons of it and was really enjoying it. But I don't want to fuck. I don't want to fucking watch the show anymore because it really turned my stomach how remorseless this motherfucker was for basically. That's that kind of shit is a trigger for was, you right now. Too. It, oh yeah exactly you know. it really fucking got up yeah. my ass and i think that's the donald trump thing and and sorry for the diversion into uh reality tv no but it, just... it was great because you know what that did is that made me completely forget what the headline we were talking about was i completely Good. forgot about donald trump for a few seconds and i number thank six you. thank you for that number six Sorrow in Chaco Taco Town after the summer treat of the Chaco Taco is discontinued by Dove ice cream. The Chaco Taco is gone. Hear about this. They're getting rid of the Chaco Taco. It is discontinued. No more Chaco Taco. Why would they do that? Is it not selling? Because I'm sorry if I haven't bought mine this week yet, but. Well, if I had to guess, basically they say it's a supply and demand thing, but I looked up some of the numbers. Not supply and demand? Is, yeah, well, nobody was buying them, but apparently it was it's still one of the most popular things. And I'm guessing it's probably, while they don't want to say it, I'm guessing it's because it's, uh, it's a taco and that's some form of cultural appropriation. Come on. I mean... I, you know... Oh, God, I really, I could see that being the thing, but I really, really hope it's not. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just, in a, you know, but the numbers that I saw from uh, oh, God. 2020 and 2021 says that the Choco Taco was doing quite healthy business. And so, and these weren't polls. These weren't polls where I went to a 7-Eleven and asked people, hey, do you like the Choco do you like Taco? The Choco- no, this was that. Maybe that's the poll, because hard- you know what? You could do a poll on that, and you could, you know, ninety-five percent of Americans say they love the Choco Taco, and it should remain available in stores so I can't everywhere. Do ninety-five, because that means then I have what, to ask a hundred people, and I'm not asking a hundred fucking people that shit. Eighteen is my limit, man. Whatever, but ninety-five percent of those eighteen people, you know, if you can, because a hundred percent of one, I mean, right? That's the math. I don't. My know. point is, is like if they're getting rid of something that the majority of Americans want. Yeah. Then we are. This is evidence that you know our democracy is failing because the same thing is happening with Roe v. Wade. The majority of Americans want the freedom of the Choco of, Taco, and if they want the Choco, they want their Choco Taco, and they want their abortion. And you know, if if and dumb ice frankly, cream and the Supreme Court fun. is taking that away from us, we have a problem Here's, in America. 
You know what? I, this is the thing. I think this is if I run for the forward party in yeah. Kansas, that is going to be one of my platforms is that I want to, first of all, have abortions on demand. And for every abortion, you get a Chaco Taco. There are six things you should do this week. My first thing is a read this week, and it's a read about books. What the fuck? I know. I know. The Littered Apecast just got literary. Um, yeah. Here's the twist, though. These books are comic books. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I love comic books. This Jared is... Keen loves comic books. This is in the... Atl- I need to actually send this story to Keen. Uh, this is in the Atlantic. Yeah. It's by Jeremy Dauber. I read this. Uh, the headline, Melville... Good. Faulkner, Spider-Man, with Penguin Classics yep. editions of Marvel superhero comics featuring Captain America and Black Panther, an American genre goes for highbrow recognition. So it's about, you know, the novelization and, and the legitimacy of comics as true storytelling, as as and, up there and, with and with Dickens, you know. And also the absolute cash grab of well, yeah. a publishing company in a publishing business that is losing its ass. Hey, yeah. how about we... How we put the MCU out there and maybe they'll buy our books. Yeah. 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 No, but it is a good article though. I agree. And Keen has, um, I don't know if he's done it yet, but he at least had concepted a, a class where he would teach comics like as, as literature. As literature. And, and I think he should. I think I they should be. It's agree. just as much literature and as, you know, the epic, the ancient epics, you know, Gilgamesh and, and the Odyssey and yeah. All that. It's the same kind of shit. You're dealing with gods and superheroes and strange beasts and other realms and plants. It's the fucking, it's, you know, it's, it's the Bible. It's, it's the same shit. It's, it's all... like Greek mythology yeah. for Americans. My first thing, and it's interesting because uh, this, this episode drops August 1st, um, and we have a bet um, that <laughs> I, so the first, my, my read is from the Washington Post, meet the COVID Super Dodgers. Yep. Is this, the, is this the one I sent COVID. you? No, you no, sent I me the one you. where it was like, fuck you, you're going to get COVID. Everybody yeah, think, gets COVID. Think and I think you haven't had COVID. Think back. again. Yeah. yeah. Right, this one and this is back. the one right. I sent back That's to you right. was yeah. meet the COVID Super Dodgers. That's right. That there are, there. it's a small percentage, but uh, I think it's like 17% of the country has <laughs> not gotten COVID. <laughs> Who conducted this poll? Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, that's the poll. Literally I know poll. that I have... The, the margin of error is 10,000%. 10,000%. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so I, I highly recommend you read in the Washington Post, meet the COVID Super Dodgers. And while you're reading it, I want you to go, Don Hall's getting 100 bucks August 15th. Don Hall's getting 100 bucks. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got a couple of weeks. I got a couple... Of, I got... Well, I guess... Because what what was the bet that by August or by the end of August? Well, uh, no, it was if you listen to the episode, it was by August. But okay. I'm giving so it I, I mid August. I mean, I'm I, giving it mid August because I think that's fair. Because I'm not getting it. In the I know next you're not. Two weeks, yeah, I'll so. just I'll put the check in the mail. I'll and if yeah. we'll, we'll work on the honor on the honor system. If you do get it in the next, you know, during the month two of, weeks, yeah, I will yeah. I will tell you that I got yeah. it. Oh no, are you kidding me? I'm proud of the fact that I haven't gotten it. If I get it. I'd be really disappointed, but uh, but you know yeah. what? Fuck it. Keep the hundred bucks. Buy yourself some soup and 
Uh, some some red box go. DVDs or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, red next box thing. DVDs. What are you in 1998? What the hell? Keep going. How do you watch? <laughs> how do you watch your movies? It's all streaming. Uh oh. What's I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you and your <laughs> you're so futuristic. Um, my next thing is a listen. Uh, I I might have talked about this show before. It's in season three now. Uh, it's called Blowback. The first season was about the Iraq War. The second season was about Cuba, and the third season. I don't now, think you have talked about this. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. This. Yeah. It's good. They they go where, back and where, they look at. Where do you um, find it? Uh, great question. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and then a bunch of. Uh, okay, all right. Whatever it is, I don't, I don't know what they are. Yeah, blowback. So it's that all about like really interesting. Like America's that. involvement in shit and how it, and the blowback from America's involvement. Yeah, right. The, yeah, so nine like eleven and stuff like that. Yeah. So this one is this season three is about it's the story of the Korean War, which, you know, my favorite point yeah. in history is is the Cold War is like America, you know, and and the Korean War is something I've. I often overlook. And it's, you know, it's known as the, or it's, you know, colloquial, colloquially, Jesus. What's that word? Whatever. It's referred to as the... Colloquially. Sure, that. Uh, colloquially, called the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> click, click a clack. Kaylee, Kaylee Coco. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Colloquially. Is that even the right word? It is referred to as the Forgotten War. Like, the Korean War, it's the Forgotten War. That's, you know... um, See, I don't forget it because I watched all those seasons of MASH. Right, there was MASH, but... uh, There was also China Beach, I think, was a TV show that my dad watched. That was Korean Yeah, China Beach. Was Dana Delaney in that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Blowback, it's about the Korean War. And here's the twist, though is that season three, they're, they're running the first episode for free. If you want the rest of the season, you got to go to blowback.supportingcast.fm and pay 25 bucks yeah. for the year, which I'm like, fuck them. Damn it. But also, why shouldn't I pay for the media that I want to consume? You know, like Fair that's enough. that's the problem with free stuff. Like that's, I don't give money to NPR, and I should give money to NPR the amount of t- the amount that I listen to it. I give money to PBS. I, you know, we ask people for money for Literate Ape if they're reading the shit, you know, to make donations. But. That's all right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I do some Substack. I do PBS. I do NPR. I, so I, my, 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 my second thing to do I this week... I can't stand NPR anymore, and I still give money to yeah. them. So. so my second thing to do this week is not only listen to season three of Blowback, but listen bucks. and then tell me about it, because I'm probably not going to pay the 25 bucks. Oh, there <laughs> My second thing, it is on HBO Max. Um, Ethan Hawke. God, I love Ethan Hawke so fucking much. Yeah. He directed, he directed a six-part docuseries exploring the love story and enduring legacy of Hollywood legends Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman. It is a six-part documentary on HBO Max called The Last Movie Stars. This is fucking good. This is, is it good? really okay. It is so it's it's funny and it, it it's a real it's a love story about a love story. I mean, yeah. it's obvious that Ethan Hawke reveres these two actors and watching them 
be them is is really it's just you know it makes me it, it I just I I just love Ethan Hawke. Yeah. <laughs> that right. fucking guy is just quality and I highly recommend the last movie stars on HBO Max. My last thing to do this week God damn it, just watch Better Call Saul. Jesus Christ, you guys. Yep. I, yep. And here's why. So here's a this week, uh, so this this show, this episode Don't of the give anything cast, away, I'm not going to give anything away. T- when it's over, then I'll watch it. This is just a tease. The episode of Better Call Saul that drops the same day that this episode of Literary Apecast drops is entitled Breaking Bad. We have, I think, three or four episodes left of Better Call Saul, which will close the loop entirely Bridge. on the yeah. Breaking Bad universe. And it's, ah, oh God, it's just, it's brilliant. It's just so brilliant. And here's, just let me read this quick um, line from, this is from the, uh, the AV Club. Uh, 13 years ago, after Breaking Bad aired a little episode titled Better Call Saul, the spinoff is returning the favor. Like, it, yeah, that's all right. Just, that, yeah. All right, there you go. It's so and my good, third God. thing. Oh, God. Yeah, my third thing, just to keep, I, I just want to make sure it's consistent. Um, it's in the Atlantic. Uh, it's an article called, it's a read. Could genetics be the key mm-hmm. to never getting the coronavirus? <laughs> and, uh, and I think you should read that. And while you read that article, I would like every one of you to have a picture on your, on your screen <laughs> of me. As you read, could genetics be the key to never getting the coronavirus? Because what I can say, <laughs> I have not gotten the coronavirus. My mother has not gotten the coronavirus. My sister has not gotten the coronavirus. I'm pretty sure I am the Ubermensch. I am the Superman. <laughs> there is no COVID that can penetrate my strong skin. Yeah, but are genetics also the cause of three divorces? You know, it's a trade-off. No, that's just stupidity. <laughs> hey, I'm strong like bull, but dumb like motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show. Um, quick that's update. the show. As of this yeah. recording, still ain't no new baby in this house. We're recording this on the actual due date. Uh, it's but, also it's also it's very, James Ford's birthday today. A uh, previous guest on the podcast. Happy Earthcast. birthday, happy birthday, James Ford. We will have you on. I will probably James Ford be prepared. I'll probably give you a, a ring uh, when David is uh, you know laden with child, so that uh, I can have some uh, some podcast uh, conversationalists. Yeah, um, because he will be sleeping three hours a night and. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's sleep when I can. But you'll be sending, nurse the rest of you'll the day. Be, you'll be you'll be sending me some like audio updates, right? So I can include them in the Apecast. Yeah, I mean it'll they'll probably just be um, me and Harry yelling at each other, Katie weeping in the background, and the baby cooing. <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah, totally worth it. Didn't have to be long. Just like a little bit, little tidbits to keep us to know that you're doing well. Or it'll but be like this. Very likely. Hey, hey, littered Apecast listeners, it's it's uh, three a.m. <laughs> I just got the baby to sleep. Katie's asleep. Uh, Harry's asleep. The dogs are asleep. I've got the house to myself. Um, 
I'm going to stick my head in the oven. <laughs> and then and then pretty soon I'll be asleep. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>